Hey, this is Ali Ballas, and I am a victim of the 2020 lockdown. All joking aside, I just want to hang, and I've heard a lot of people saying the same, and sometimes with people who I don't even know. And as we've come to realize, that is not okay during a pandemic. Even though we can't meet in person, doesn't mean we can't get outside of our bubble. This is about learning new things, stepping outside, and all while staying home. Just because we can't hang, there still can't hang. This week on Can't Hang, I hang with Samantha Schaub, host of Watch Her Go podcast, who is an expert in all things relationships. We speak about the importance of gratitude, the power of manifesting, and how to set priorities in your own life. We also chat about the key to keeping promises to yourself and not forgetting about yourself as you make promises to others. Get your notebook ready or your notes app open because Sam has some great tips and actionable items to help you make big changes in your life. And now it is my pleasure to introduce you to Samantha Schaub. So welcome this week to Sam, who is jumping into my bubble all the way from Port Hope. So welcome, Sam. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, of course. So I guess your podcast, so Sam also has a podcast, which is great. I love um, to listen to podcasts from around my area and and to those who are kind of similar minded to me, I guess. Um, So your podcast, Watch Her Go. Uh, It's so great to listen to. It provides insight on so many powerful topics. So obviously, Watch Her Go, it's mostly centered around women, but many of the topics also kind of include men as well. Uh, So can you give the Can't Hang listeners a brief like synopsis of who you are and what your goals are with Watch Her Go. Love that. Okay. So <laughs> sorry, loaded question. Okay. No, I love it. The Watch Her Go podcast kind of like came about it to be like an empowerment for women. Like I always felt like I had a lot to say and like Instagram stories are just not long enough for me sometimes. <laughs> and I wanted to be able to highlight other women's stories as well as my own so that people could see like, like we were talking about before we started that everyday ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. And it didn't matter what our background was. It didn't matter what our stories were. And we were still able to like accomplish and do really cool things. So Mm -hmm. the the women that I have on the podcast are um, people that are going to feel ordinary themselves, but they're still doing really cool things. They're going after their goals in big ways and they're, or they're just tackling motherhood or Sometimes they're just going through life and we don't realize how powerful it is to just be able to get through everyday life sometimes, especially right now. Mm -hmm. So that was like a big reason for starting like the Watch A Go podcast was to not only highlight my own story and what I'd gone through and what I've been learning along the way, but also be able to like highlight other women's voices at the same time. So right now it's funny because like the Watch A Go podcast is still kind of more hobbyish as I do have like two other businesses and I'm a full-time mom and Mm -hmm all that sort of jazz. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's more of like a hobby at the moment, but at the same time, like something I really love doing and something that I really have passion for because we get to kind of like share that voice with each other. Right. So my mm-hmm. idea for the watch Girl podcast is eventually have it expand. Like we've already, I think we've hit like 23 different countries that we're in right now, which is really cool. A little, oh, over, wow. but at the same time, like I love the fact that <laughs> so many people are getting the message. So yeah, it's, it's something that I 
actually started in 2020 myself. I started it back in March. My intention was to start it like January 1st of 2019, but fear sometimes Mm. gets the better of us. Right. So that's definitely Mm. what happened to me. And I'm like, this is too scary. It's too hard. It's too whatever. And I, uh, I hired an editor because I couldn't edit a podcast if I tried. And (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny. I feel like the exact same, like with me, I had been wanting to start one for so long. Um, And it's one of those things that, you know, you think like these people are going to be like so mean or like people are going to (laughs) like judge you or like, it's kind of scary also like just to have audio, um, no one's seeing your face. I could totally agree with that. And, you know, I think (laughs) both of us starting a podcast during a pandemic, like I, it's just such a great way, obviously as a hobby, it's, it's great, but obviously just to connect with people. And I think that's something that so many women really want to do is like project other women and like lift them up, but there's not always like the medium to do it. So I think that that was such a great choice by you, um, to use podcasting as like an up and coming tool. Yeah. For sure. And it's just like a cool way to connect with people too on different levels and being able to like meet new faces, right? Like this is how you and I have connected. Mm -hmm. This is how I've connected with so many other women. And it's kind of cool to hear everybody's story, right? With that being said, I guess, why do you think a podcast is such a great way to get your messages across as opposed to like maybe writing a blog or uh, making a YouTube channel? I think the difference being, because I also love writing myself, um, is the fact that like, it, it takes less time in people's busy lives, right? Like they can be multitasking Mm -hmm. while listening to a podcast. You can be getting encouragement or you can be getting value or you can be getting information or you can just be getting a laugh depending on which one you're listening to all while Mm -hmm. doing the dishes, while taking care of your kids, while going for a walk, while taking a drive. Like it's just so easy to be able to like retain information at the same time as being able to be productive. And I think that is why I think it's such a cool tool because like, yeah, YouTube, you could probably do the same thing, but chances are you're probably wanting to watch. Um, and same with blogging, like you want to read it for sure. But at the same time, it's like, shit, I have all these other things that I need to be doing. So it's just like Mm -hmm. one of those things that it's just like a plug and play, I guess. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's so easy to just, um, like I'm, like you said, every time I go on a walk, I'm like, okay, yeah, podcast on. Like I get to listen about like anything, like I can just access anything. Whereas, you know, I, I don't always have the time to sit down. And even though I know there's so many powerful resources like to read or to watch, I like just, I can't find the time to focus like solely on that. So I, I really couldn't agree more with that. So do you mind me asking what your other businesses are? Yeah, of course. So I have a coaching business that is all focused around relationships and the biggest piece being communication. And then I have an apparel line that also is all about empowering women. I've actually, I don't want to say partnered up with Cornerstone, um, violence prevention center, I believe they're called. Um, Mm -hmm. but I definitely like connected with them and they're very aware of what we are doing with the Align Gemini, which is the apparel company. And we donate 10% of our proceeds all back into the Cornerstone uh, Family Prevention Center. And what they do is they provide housing and resources for women and children that are trying to escape domestic abuse. Um, Okay. So that is, again, that was something that started in the middle of the pandemic when it came to the apparel line, because that was not something that was on my radar in 2020. And it just kind of... Mm -hmm. Form, like formed and we've been open, I want to say 
just over five months. So, oh wow, yeah, it's it's very fresh. It's very babyish still, but um, <laughs> that's awesome though. Congrats! Thank you. I absolutely love it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's no small fee. I mean, like uh, people just keeping their jobs in a pandemic is one thing and, you know, starting something new is just something just, I think a lot of people have taken to because they have the extra time, but it really is such a, you know, a challenge and a mountain that you've overcome. So uh, congratulations. That's so exciting and awesome. (laughs) So obviously I've said, I've listened to a bunch of your episodes and I would strongly encourage everyone to at least try um, because I think that so many of the themes are so powerful, not only just in like daily, I guess, quote unquote, normal life, but also they can kind of be exacerbated right now in the pandemic. So I guess in keeping this in line with the stories that you're telling on Watch Her Go, I kind of want to tackle some of these subjects that I think are not only, you know, me that are struggling with these, but I would say most people are, especially those of us who are in actual like a lockdown right now. Um, So first, um, something that I am trying to practice more um, is the idea of finding gratitude. So this is something I'm actively practicing. Obviously, it's easier some days than others. Mm -hmm. um, But I always I think you can probably... You've probably heard this before. I always think of that like cheesy quote, like when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change (laughs) because like it really is like I got this gratitude journalist and like every day I have to write down like three things I'm grateful for. And like some days you're just like, holy shit, like I didn't do anything today, but like, you know, I'm grateful for like the healthy food and like stuff like that. So basically when I start to look for positives, I start to be more thankful and, and think of the little things and you kind of well, you don't kind of, you really touch on this in one of your episodes. So why is finding gratitude so important in like the foundation of a good mindset? One like attracts, like attracts like. So if Mm. you are, and you know, what's funny is I used to be somebody who kind of rolled my eyes at this idea because I'd be like, whatever, like Mm -hmm. you're (laughs) just saying that. But as I started to practice gratitude, anytime that something else would slip up, I would notice instantly. I notice Mm -hmm. like my mindset shift. So like the most powerful thing with gratitude is it just allows you, like you said, to look for those little blessings. Like you might have felt like you didn't do anything today, but you were blessed enough to just wake up, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. so many people that don't even get to say goodbye to their family or whatever else or say goodnight or say good morning because they're not going to wake up, right? And Mm -hmm. so just being able to be thankful for life. And once you start practicing more and more gratitude, you're going to start, like you said, the perspective of everything is going to shift. You're going to start seeing more blessings in your life. You're going to start encountering more that wants to come into your life where opposed if you're focusing on like my life is so garbage it's you know this is shitty and this is shitty and this is shitty well you you're just gonna attract in more crap and when you're in Mm -hmm. and I feel like I have to like say this as a disclaimer because like when people are in that mindset they're gonna turn around and want to be like hey you can stuff it you don't know my story and I've been through Mm -hmm. a lot of hard places myself and I suffered with depression for a really long time and I still have my moments. I feel like it's not anything that goes away. We just kind of learn to tackle it better. I noticed those things when I was like, okay, like I lived in such an angry place for so long. And when I reflect back, and this is the easiest way for me to tell people is like, just reflect back to a really hard time in your life. And like, was anything really good showing? Probably not because your focus was that 
my life is crap. All men are the same. All women are Mm -hmm. the same. I have this, or I don't have that or whatever it may be. And it's like, if you focus on the lack, you're just going to create more lack. And it's really not anything you notice until you start to practice gratitude. And if, if somebody's one of those people that are going to be like, okay, this makes no sense to me. Like, I just encourage you to just, like you said, wake up every day. Like that's one of the first things I do is I just wake up, like whether you believe in a higher power or not, like just be thankful that you got to open your eyes today. And Mm -hmm. that alone will shift your whole perspective. And as you start to just implement it in the tiniest manner, you'll start to see more and more things to be grateful for. You know what I mean? Like there's some people mm-hmm. who can't walk. My legs fully function. There's some people that can't write. I could never imagine not being able to put my hand to paper and be able to write out in a journal or write out my feelings and mm-hmm. right. Just being grateful for just the simplest of things can help make you just so humbled and start to have more gratitude in every other place. So I think that's like the greatest yeah. place to start. Absolutely. And I think during a pandemic is the best time to challenge yourself because mm-hmm. uh, like I said, it's it's not like the average day. It's not like you're going out with friends, going to the bar, maybe meeting new people. Um, you're not getting these like very simple gratifying events. Like you really have to, uh, like I say, like do some soul searching. I don't think that's the right term, but like you really got to like look and like, just like Sam said, just like I said, you really do. And I, I am like not a overly positive. Well, I guess I am positive. Like I'm a happy person, but like I tend to like look at things and like like bitch about things. And like, I used to like really gossip a lot. And now I've found myself like, no, like, you know what, this is actually a really good situation. I'm like, okay. So like someone's late for something like, you know what, like, I'm just happy they're here. I'm happy that I got to see them. So, uh, it, it is crazy just to watch your mindset change. And I think it's so interesting. I was, I don't know what book I read this in, but in one of the books I read, um, it said to like, look at really successful people and like, you can just tell like who's positive. So like, I'm not saying that she is like an embodiment of this, but like, look at like Kim Kardashian and like, if she has like a, like, I don't know how I'm going to articulate this. Like if really positive people still find ways to be negative. So like, it really is about your mindset. Like you can really change your mindset. Um, No matter if you have like all the money in the world, you can still be a really negative person. And sometimes like the poorest people in like poor slum areas, like are the happiest people. So like, it's really just all about your mindset. I did, that was very poorly articulated, but like, I hope you kind of got what I'm trying to say. No, I don't. Yeah. Like it's really like not about the things that you have or like the job that you have or whatever, like those things can certainly contribute um, to your mindset, but it's like not, not all about that. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, what are some like actionable things we can do? Like you said, journaling, you mentioned like some actionable items that we can do to find gratitude on days. Let's say like us right now, like we're in a lockdown um, and in your opinion, like how would we make ourselves like kind of see the grateful situations in every day sometimes it's for like sometimes you have to force it I will not even lie about that there's days where I have to force it myself still um what I've come to realize is that I've created this like I want to call it like a mental toolbox and so on the days that I'm having like a really harder time trying to find it I have things that I've already like placed into this like mental toolbox so I know like okay if I'm in this kind of mood, like I know I can go out for a walk and I'll be thankful that I can breathe fresh air. Um, if I'm getting myself a glass of water, I can be thankful that I have clean drinking water. Like just like really, I think 
I think the biggest actionable step you can do is being aware being very aware of your mm-hmm. surroundings. And this isn't to say that like, oh, of course there's always somebody who could be worse off than me. Like it doesn't mean I still don't have a bad day. Of course, we're all still going to have these struggles. And I think also accepting that, I think accepting like, okay, this day wasn't the greatest and not beating ourselves up for it. I think right there can show gratitude too, is just accepting the fact that maybe it was a crappy day and just being like, all right, well, it is what it is and we'll learn from it and we'll move forward. But maybe I just kind of needed this day to be like, just being grateful for that. Like I just needed this day to kind of like slum around in my stuff and get over myself and move forward. And I, so the biggest actionable step is just, is being self-aware, being aware of your mindset and like you said, like writing it down every morning, maybe even writing it down every night, like just a few things. You don't have to go crazy and not forcing it either. Like not sitting there, like not sitting there forcing yourself to find gratitude in like the big, big things. Like just, uh, like I said, being as happy that you can walk or that you can brush Mm -hmm. your own hair or brush your own teeth or whatever it may be, like the simplest things and just being purposeful in it. Cause there's, going to be some days where we don't want to. And I've definitely noticed that on my own journey, that there's just some days where I'm like, I don't want to force myself to think positively today. And it's <laughs> not to say that you don't have bad days and that you're not allowed to have bad days. It's just accepting it, feeling it out and moving forward from it and knowing that that doesn't need to define the rest of your week or your rest of your month or the mm-hmm. rest of your year, the rest of the day, even depending on what moment it was, right? Like, Sometimes we just mm-hmm. kind of need to accept it. And I think that's the biggest action we can take is accepting it, prioritizing it, like feeling it and just accepting it. I totally agree. Um, the next one is kind of like topic is something that a lot of people <laughs> struggle with, sometimes myself too, um, is keeping promises. I... I'm much better at keeping, this is a biggest challenge of mine is keeping promises to myself and setting boundaries. And that has been my biggest focus for the last six months and going into 2021 is like my own boundaries, my own promises to myself are priority right now, Mm -hmm. but keeping promises to other people, like I'll throw myself under the bus, but to help somebody else any day, like, and what it comes Mm -hmm. down to what I've realized on my own journey, it's a lot of, um, self-worth. Um, and it's, Mm -hmm lack thereof because we grow up especially like I can't speak for boys like I have a little boy but I was never a boy like but for girls for women we grow up um almost being taught to people please and Mm -hmm. almost being taught that we have a place in society and you know we're not to speak up we're not to kind of act out we're to act in a certain kind of way and we're almost like taught to hush our voice otherwise we're considered too much and so I think a lot of it is just kind of overcoming the fact of like just accepting who we are and realizing that we're worthy of having these boundaries we put in place like we're not selfish for wanting time for ourselves over going out with friends or um, we're not selfish for wanting time for ourselves opposed to maybe going to I guess not even going anywhere right now, but maybe I don't know, like I'm trying, I'm trying to think of an example now that we can't leave. I, I don't know, but like, okay. Say like a friend calls and they really need to talk, but you need to get work done. Like just keeping mm-hmm. that promise to yourself and keeping those boundaries in place. Being like, I really want to be there for you. But right now, like I have to do X, Y, Z. And when I get a moment, like I will definitely, but not only that, like the mental capacity, like 
it's emotionally exhausting sometimes trying to be there for everybody and not filling up your own cup. So I think the biggest mm-hmm. way to keep a promise to yourself is to first start with you. I mean, in other, in, when it comes to like person to person, like not keeping promises, I think that's more just like, a. I think it's a lack of priority in the friendship or in the relationship or a miscommunication or a lack of mm-hmm. care. Like I, like I said, I keep promises more to other people than I do myself. So I know to me, it was always like a self-worth issue. Like I was always selfish if I wanted to do something for me and not somebody else. It was really kind of implanted, implemented into my brain that like, oh, well, Sam, like I need this help doing this. Like, are you really not going to help me? And so mm-hmm. always putting myself last to help other people become first, I guess, in a sense. So I think (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, and like I said, like I can't speak for men and I won't try to, but I'm sure that they go through similar things. You know what I mean? Like one of the biggest things I tell my family is don't sit there and tell my son to like suck it up and not be a crybaby because like I want him to be able to feel Mm -hmm. his emotions and express them properly. But as for girls, like I said, we're just always told to like silence ourselves or not be selfish or always share or always be there for somebody else or it's, I, like I said, I think it's something that's truly taught in society. And when we grow up, we really have to unlearn. It's not even about learning new things. It's about unlearning the things that we've been taught. Right. And realizing that, like Mm -hmm. putting my goals first, putting my dreams first, putting my life ahead so that I can help somebody else later is not selfish. It's, um, actually the most selfless thing we can do. And, learning to just love ourselves and give ourselves self-love is going to help you start to keep more promises to yourself. So something you can do in that sense is like, okay, say you wanted to say your health is the promise you want to keep to yourself. Okay. Well, rather than telling yourself you're going to exercise four times a week and eat better every day and drink all the water, like that's overwhelming. It's going to take time Mm -hmm. to get to this level where you have accomplished everything. So just start off by saying, Hey, I'm going to drink water today rather than, you know, I don't know, having pop or juice or whatever it may be. And, and keep like that going for a little bit until you sustain that habit. It's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, do 10 minutes of walking twice a week. Like just keep it really small, um, steps that you Mm -hmm. know for a fact you can achieve. Um, and they may seem like so minuscule as like, okay, I'm going to go. This is my biggest thing is like going to bed on time. Like I always stay up later and it's just like as small as being like, okay, no, like my promise to myself is to just go to bed at a decent hour, shut Mm -hmm. down my phone when I say I'm going to shut it down. And, and just that is like something that small will help you build up that in your mind that I am, I can trust myself. I am worthy of this time. I look at how much Mm -hmm. better I feel when I implement these things and look at how much better I'm able to show up for the people that I love when I respect my own boundaries. Right. So I think that's, Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing it's, we we're just in such a society where we don't love ourselves enough. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the biggest things in there. Yeah. I read something recently that was like, instead of, you know, making like this, like hefty, long daunting, like to do list, like make like a list of things like you're like going, like promising yourself to do. I don't know if the word necessarily is promising, but like, like giving yourself the opportunity to do and like making like an oath, like that you're going to do these things today because like they're important to you. Like whether it be like call a friend or like eat a healthy dinner or like make time to like 
watch your favorite show that's on that night. Like it's like promises that you're making to yourself. And like, I think that's just like a, in my mind, it's like a more like healthy way to think about it than like, oh my God, I have this huge list of things I like to do. Like I have to do them. Like there's no, uh, like just for the sake of them being done. Whereas, um, if you kind of like reframe that in my own mind, like that has like really helped me. Yeah. I think with I don't that, know if you've too, heard that before, I probably have them. No, I have for sure. And something I've actually recently heard is that we sit here and like you said, like I should do this or like we punish ourselves. Like I shouldn't be eating this chocolate. I should be eating a salad or Mm -hmm. I should be out going for a walk rather than watching a TV show, like whatever it may be. And starting to look at it is like, Mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong. It's what do I desire, right? Like, so I desire a certain style of lifestyle. Okay. Well, what steps Mm -hmm. do I need to take every day in order to implement this, right? Rather than the shoulds and should Mm -hmm. nots, because that's, another lack of a lack mindset place. And it's almost like punishing ourselves when we shouldn't need to be right. Or I I don't even want to use the Mm -hmm. word shouldn't, but when (laughs) we can easily just be like, okay, well, what do I desire to do? Right. Cause the word want is also a lacking word. It's funny how all these different words can trick our mindset into different things. So it's like, what do you desire? Well, I desire to have a healthier lifestyle. Okay, cool. So mm-hmm. what are we going to implement today in order to make that happen? Right. And like you said, that mm-hmm. really small actionable steps are going to go so much further. And it's actually considered the compound effect. I don't know if you ever read the slight edge by, I want to say it's Jeff Olson. Um, no, I haven't. It's a book I highly recommend for anybody who is just diving into the personal development world. It tells a really cool story and it really shows that the compound effect is so impactful. Like the smallest step you take every single day will eventually lead into something greater. So, and that's usually mm-hmm. where a lot of us mess up, right? We go, well, we have these big goals, lofty goals. How are we going to get there? And then when it comes down to the day-to-day stuff, we're like, oh, we can put that off till tomorrow. Oh, we can put that mm-hmm. off till tomorrow we can do that later. Mm -hmm. I can do that later. But if we did it now and we took the small steps now, then you're going to get so much, like something so much greater out of it, right? Down the road. Mm -hmm. And I started implementing more of this with my finances. I just would put away a little bit every single day. And eventually like you look at it and you're like, holy shit, like how did I get to here? Right. And we can see that because it's easier with money. But like when you do that in just your everyday we don't see that as easily, right? Like the 10 minute walk, say Mm -hmm. every day or drinking the water every day rather than something crappy. It's like, we don't see that in the moment of it happening, but Mm -hmm. long-term are going to be so much greater. And I think something too, with, uh, with something that you do small every day, it's like so many people, like if they forget or if they mix it up or if whatever, like they just give up, they're like, Oh, I missed like I went away for the weekend. I missed like two days and like, how could I, like, I might as well just quit now. And it's like, well, no, like, so so you missed two days, like, but like there's 365, like, let's say you want to do something in a year. Like there's still like so many more, like, it's not even like 1%, like, you know, like I, I totally, it happens to me all the time. Like, Oh, I I've gone to the gym all these times. And then it's like, Oh, I haven't gone for like a couple of days. Oh, well, I might as well not go back. So um, I think that's something else that we all kind of, it happens to everyone uh, at one point or another. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Get back uh, on that train. Something that I also have started implementing that I actually got from somebody who I was met in the online space and in the coaching space. And 
she was recently doing like a workshop to plan for 2021. And it was a lot of fun. And she, she gave me a tool that I had never really thought of before. And, and she was like, just write down every single day. Again, one of these promises, like I wasn't doing it every day. I did it today for the last 12 days. How awful. But like, mm. I document so much that it's easy for me to piece my days back together, which I guess is beneficial. But mm-hmm. if you were to just write down, cause again, like me writing it out, today for the last 12 days is going to get the same benefit if I did it every day. So that's something we're working on over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is writing down any wins that you had, literally anything. It doesn't matter how small, how big, like maybe you've been having a really hard time just pulling yourself together. You got up and you shower today. Win, write it down, right? Like don't write down the fact that like, oh, well, I didn't get down. I didn't get down all this other stuff I wanted to get done. Who cares? Write down the wins. And that's again, going to like... I back to that gratitude thing. It's going to be like that. Like attracts like the more you focus on the wins, the wins, the wins, the more and more wins you're going to get. And it almost becomes like an addiction. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, this Mm -hmm. is so cool. And you'll get to look back in a week, everything you accomplished for the week or the month or the year or six months or whatever it is. And then you can look back and be like, wow, I felt like I accomplished nothing, but look at all of these wins that I had. Right. No matter how big or how small, Mm -hmm. especially in the middle of a pandemic, anything, like anything goes as a win, right? Like the simplest of things. And again, it's all that perspective and the way you want to look at it. I could turn around and be like, this was a shit day, but instead it happened to me actually at the beginning of the year. Like I had some friends that were doing some shady things and, but I had some other really cool things happening that I was like, you know what? We're not even going to look at that. That's done. It's gone. It's over. We're just going to release that. And we're going to look at the fact that like, I had a really cool interview and I went on a date and I did all these things. And Mm -hmm. so I think like just changing the perspective of your mindset for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of moving on to another avenue and we kind of touched on this a little bit is priorities. So they kind of, you know, your whole life you're told like, oh, like where are your priorities at? Or like when you're in school, like it's always like, oh, like get your good grades or whatever. Um, When you get older, it might be like prioritizing exercise or prioritizing seeing your family over some friends or whatever. But there's also an aspect of prioritization uh, with time, energy, with people. So you know, what can you say about like setting priorities for oneself or like, how do, how do I know as a person, like how, like what to prioritize? Like there's all these good options and all these good people. Um, but you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. So, so kind of like, how do you speak to your clients or whoever it may be about, um, setting priorities for themselves? What is the most important? Like, What is something that you desire the most Um, and start there. And I don't just mean what your friends and family think that you should be doing or what society thinks you should be doing, but like in your heart, what do you Mm -hmm. desire? Right. And then focus around that. that, Again, this is another like limiting belief type thing where you're going to feel selfish for some of the things that you desire. Like uh, this was a really hard thing for me to wrap my head around and just prioritize from there. Like my focus this year is like my business and my life with my family. And if it doesn't involve these two categories, like it doesn't really get priority. If it, if it works out cool, if not like whatever, we'll figure that out later. But like right now, like pulling my family 
in and back together. Cause like being a single mom, it can be really stressful some days. So like, how can I bring my, my unit back together? So we're not bickering and arguing all the time. And how can I bring my business mm-hmm. into the, the goals that, and the desires that I want for this. And that is where my time gets divided. So it's like, just asking yourself, like at your heart's core, without worrying about the rest of the noise, like just block all of that out. If you could have absolutely anything, if your life could look like absolutely anything, what would it be? What would you be doing? Who would you be? How would you be showing up and prioritizing that way? Like just listening to yourself internally and don't worry about all the other things. Right. And I think that's where we get caught up again, back to this whole, like keeping promises and everything else is we feel selfish. If we prioritize our own life, we, we feel selfish if we, I don't know, don't focus on what everybody else wants us to focus on. Like say your parents want mm-hmm. you to go to law school, but you want to do, I don't know, art, then like you're mm-hmm. going to cause some risk. Sure. But at the end of the day, it's your life. It's not theirs. And I think if you prioritize your happiness above all else, like you, mm-hmm. you can't really, you can't really mess up. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Amanda Francis, but she's really somebody that says that like, you couldn't screw this up if you tried, like you can't screw up your life. Even if you tried, like everything is kind of like meant the way it's supposed to be happening. And then there's somebody else who's mm-hmm. Gary V. He really speaks to the younger generation in a big, big way. Yeah. And he's the first person to be like, listen, like if your parents want you to do something and they're paying for everything and then you kind of like are obligated to that. But if you don't want to be doing that and you want to be doing your own thing, then go out and do it. But like, just own it and like, be young, try out everything. Like, don't worry about the fact of like being 20, 25, 30, 35 and having to figure out your life. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we're living so long these days that it's just, trying on different hats, figuring out different things and like really just following what it is that you want to be doing. And I think if you prioritize from like that place, like you really can't go wrong. Is it going to change? Oh, of course. Like things are going to change all the time. I've, I've changed direction in so many different ways that it took a really Mm -hmm. long time for me to finally be like, okay, no, what do I actually want? Who do I actually want to be helping? And what is the impact I want to make? Right. Like that's another thing too. Like what impact do we want to make on the world and realizing that we all have a story to share. We all have impact. We all can create this change and prioritizing it that way. And, and it can be really hard for sure. And I think just writing it down, right. Like again, pen to paper, like Mm -hmm. write down, like, what do I want? And like, walk away from it if you have to and come back to it. Like you don't have to figure it out today. You don't have to have it all figured out in a month. Right. Like, we're Mm -hmm. supposed to be enjoying the process of the journey and enjoying it day to day and just prioritize, prioritize your happiness above all else. Like that is a Mm -hmm. prioritize your desires and your happiness. And you will always know what to be putting ahead of something else. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about trying to get it all done in a day. And I think that is like one of the biggest things I realized also being like a working single mom is sometimes the dishes don't get done something that would have made me really anxious way back in the day. Right. Like sometimes the Mm laundry is still unfolded in the basket, but like the kids are laughing, they're happy. You know what I mean? I'm not stressed out, Mm -hmm. whatever. And like, that's just a small example, but being like, okay, Mm -hmm. like this needs to be done. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. Everything else. Okay, cool. That can kind of like, that can wait. Right. Like, yeah, don't try to figure it all at one time. Don't try and overwhelm yourself that way. Like, because that's not going to bring happiness and peace either. Right. 
Mm -hmm. When you speak like desires, this is kind of like off left field script here, but um, do like, do you believe in manifesting? Like, is this like something that you think is like a good practice and like in your own opinion, like it does, obviously there's people that with mixed opinions about it, but um, like I, I'm a really big manifester. What is your like take on it? Um, Yes, I do. I, Okay, cool. Very much so. Like, and it's funny for anybody who has a harder time. I'm just like, okay. Again, looking back to this like attracts like thing, right? Like, just look at your life. And somebody said this to me when it came to like my past relationship. He's like, Do you think that you attracted or manifested the separation? And I was like, Oh, 100%. Like, I know I did. And he's like, Well, did you manifest or attract in? the relationship itself. And I was like, no, like I wanted nothing to do with it. But when I, when I looked back, (laughs) when I looked back and I was like, Mm. wow, he was giving me all of the attention I felt like I lacked as a child. And Mm. it was in that moment that I was like, holy shit, I definitely like manifested this. And I wanted attention. I wanted somebody to desire me in that, in that form and whatever else. And it worked for many, many years. And it just, the way it ended and everything else, it again was something, if you're thinking about it all the time, it's, it's just going to come into reality. That's just the way it is. And for anybody who like doesn't believe or has a harder time, I just tell them to just, just pay attention to your thoughts and then pay attention to the surroundings that come afterwards. Because if you're Mm -hmm. really aware and you're really paying attention, like you're going to start to see like, holy crap. I made that happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually so like when you start like writing, I'm like a big manifest, like writing things like, down, like putting it into the universe. Like obviously you can do that in many ways, like saying it out loud, like stuff like that. But I'm like a big written one, but yeah, like it is weird when you start to like put something out there and then, you know, maybe it doesn't happen tomorrow, but like in a couple of years, like you look back at like your journals or whatever. And you're like, Oh my God, like I totally made this happen. Like I, I didn't even know that this is what I wanted. And I wrote it down one day, like on a whim. And now it's like, it's it part of my life now, or, or like it could be really about anything. So yeah, it's so crazy how the world works, but so I guess as we kind of like wrap things up a bit, um, what's kind of like your next steps in terms of like the podcast or like your businesses, what, what's up on deck for you? With the podcast right now, it is still um, a little bit hobby based, but at the same time, I'm definitely being more intentional with it now and kind of the direction I want that to go. Um, just because I, like mm-hmm. I said at the beginning, I think it's a really powerful tool to be able to use to get messages across and being able to highlight other women's stories and that sort of thing. And then with the coaching, it's showing women that we are capable of having healthy relationships. And I, the reason I, I dive so much into the, like the communication piece is I'm a very strong headed woman. And I used to have this focus, like I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need a man type garbage. Mm-hmm. And I allowed that to reflect into my relationships. I was not the best communicator. I had, um, I wouldn't say toxic behaviors because I think that you have to, you're not aware <laughs> of yourself when you have toxic mm-hmm. behaviors, but I had toxic tendencies for sure. And just, sharing and elaborating with that with other couples and with other women, especially that you're allowed to be this strong headed goal driven woman and still be vulnerable in your relationship and still have that desire and that 
romance that you long for and that core communication and that love for yourself to be able to attract in that partner. Because when we are, when we are not happy with ourselves, when we're not in love with who we are, we're just going to keep attracting Mm -hmm. in broken relationship after broken relationship with a different face. It's, It's the part of, again, that like attract like thing, right? And we're going to, we can't attract in anybody when we aren't in that place. So just showing people that if we come to the table with um, an unhealthy mindset, and if we come to the table still hurting from traumas from past relationships, then we're going to keep creating this, this whirlwind. So just helping women and men create healthier relationships within themselves, um, I think it's a powerful mm-hmm. tool. And then with the Align Gemini, I want it to go global in a big way. I want to have this big, powerful like warehouse and everything else and being able to truly impact women on a greater scale and help more centers besides the one that is local to me. And because mm-hmm. domestic abuse is a huge, huge issue and even more so now, like women can't escape their homes, right? Like they can't get mm-hmm. out of these situations and mental health and abuse is like such a huge, huge thing right now. So just being able to help people in these spaces, right? Like, especially during a pandemic, like relationships are, are struggling and being able to help in that situation and women are struggling and help, helping the more we can get into these centers, the more we can help more women kind of escape and give them the lives that they desire and being able to eventually open up something of my own to be able to help in that capacity Mm -hmm. also is like big, huge, like way out of 2021 goals, but uh, yeah. Long-term short-term goals, all important. Obviously, you know, that probably better than anyone, but um, yeah, that's something that I think uh, is, you know, after having so much time at home to reflect, like people are really uh, starting to kind of take that time for themselves and set these goals. So I think that's so important and all those things are so exciting. So best of luck, of course. So I always end my shows off. Everyone knows this with my rapid fire questions. So we will get right into those, obviously not taking away from the, you know, powerful messages that you had, um, just kind of a lighter way to end the show. So, um, whenever you're ready, we will start. I'm a little nervous, but let's go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, That's fair. Um, so first question I always ask is if you could hang with any five people, who would it be? Ooh, I don't know if you know Rob and Dana Bailey. They are no. of first or no, not first form. They're the owners of Flagner Fail okay. clothing company. They are a powerhouse couple. I admire them a great deal when it comes to their relationship, their business, like literally everything. So definitely them. Um, another wow, it's all couples. Another couple is um, <laughs> Dana and Don. Oh my gosh, what is their last name? I don't even remember the last name, but it, and they are another powerhouse couple that I really admire. And then probably Ed Milet. He okay. has like a really roundabout figurehead to him. He's very like goal-driven, but also like really taps into like his feminine side. And it's it's funny that I had it's I admire really strong-headed men, but at the same time, like women, but I think that them as we come together again, like back to that community, like communication relationship piece, like we can just like really make magic happen in that way. So that would probably be my fire five people. 
<laughs> mm, I feel like that's a good five. I haven't heard of them, but I'm definitely going to look them up after this. Um, they sound awesome. Yeah. Um, next question. What is something you accomplished because you were at home that you never would have gotten done otherwise? The apparel line. I feel like I would have kept pushing that off. Okay. Okay. True. Yeah. I feel like it's so easy, um, to push things off when you're busy and on the go, uh, and whatever sense that may be. So that's exciting and good for everyone. Um, what is a favorite book that you've recently read? Ooh, I mean, I love the slide edge. I touched on that earlier, but I didn't, I haven't read that mm-hmm. one recently. Um, the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone. Okay. It was Okay. Powerhouse book. Oh, I will have to look that one up. I'm always looking for new books. So that's (laughs) exciting. Okay. Last question. Hmm. Picking from my list here. Um, what is like your go-to takeout meal? Like obviously everyone's doing takeout pizza. Mm, Yeah. It's like, it's a comfort food for me. It's like Mm. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I know I always am like begging my family to do pizza, but you know, like with all these dietary restrictions now, I'm like, man, me and my dad are like dying to get pizza. My mom's vegan. My sister's gluten-free. I'm like, oh, you guys take the fun out of everything. Um, anyway, (laughs) yeah, it's just like a whole, it's a whole mess here. So yeah. So anyway, it was so great to talk to you, Sam. Obviously you gave us so much information and knowledge that we can really like impart onto our lives um at this point and like at the start of like q1 i guess of of 2021 um we can really start to implement these changes um in a positive way in our lives so thank you for providing us with all of these tips anytime thank you for having me i had a lot of fun i'm alia ballas and you have been listening to can't hang Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved today's show, please subscribe and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Visit canhang.simplecast.com to check out all the incredible people I've interviewed and who's coming soon. Much love goes out to all those who have been posting about Can't Hang on social. Please tag me in your posts at Can't Hang Pod and please continue to send me suggestions of who you'd love to see in future episodes. I have an incredible lineup, but I'm always looking for people outside my bubble. Please tune in next Thursday and hang with me and my next guest. This show is produced by me, Alia Ballas, and the music was created by Kwan. Thank you.